Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Iowa Everywhere. And now it's time for Two Guys Named Chris. Powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa Everywhere. For the fans. And hello, happy Thursday. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. We are here on the 15th of December. It's bowl season. I got to talk to you Two about games that. today. Two games today. No, tomorrow. They start tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Well, see, shoot. I keep thinking it's Friday because it's my Friday. Sorry. Because you're coming to Iowa, right? Unfortunately, yeah. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Well, it's it's tough to go to Iowa this time of year. It really is. I've got a sweater cold? on because it got down into the 60s last night. It's it's like snowing here today. Great. I said to I said to pack my kid like I I think I've told you about this but when they don't have snow pants, they they can't participate in things. So they just make the kids sit in the corner and watch all the other kids if they don't have snow pants. Yeah, you have mentioned that before. That's that, it's a that, lot that's of pressure. Right. It's a lot of right. pressure on the dad. I think that's a form of bullying by the teachers. Well, I think that, you know, they don't want them to have wet pants at school. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You get hypothermia. Pneumonia. And they're big They're big into, like, they always send these, like, passive-aggressive notes home from daycare. Not the school, but daycare about, like, hey, it's big for your child's development to play outside even when it's cold. So when you don't give them a scarf, you're a bad parent, and you don't care about their development. Like, so they whoa, send whoa, the kids whoa. outside when it's even when it's like 15 degrees and snowing. Snowing usually not 15 degrees. Yeah. What? When I was in, we're elementary not raising school, a bunch of sissies here in Von Durant, hassle. When I was in elementary school, it seemed like we were always in the gym. We would go to the gym, and that's when we play basketball in the winter months. We were always outside, you know, when it was decent out. But winter months, go into the gym. Play some indoor games. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? I'm no, guessing maybe I, your daycare I doesn't have a gym. I certainly don't. We have we have lots of gyms here. We're like a 4A school now. What? Well, the daycare really? doesn't have a gym. No, but the schools do. Um, Matt, why are you coming YouTube? to us from your from your bar? Yeah, well. F and internet again. I see, I see Cody Road back there. Yep, you're damn right. You saw my whiskey. You gotta come and um, stay for a weekend. See this? <laughs> I th- this is the real Templeton Rye, like the boot. What do you mean? Or- Why is it in a Captain Morgan bottle? Because that's how you get the real Templeton Rye. They just put it in like random bottles. What do you mean? What do you mean the? Yeah, okay, what does that mean? Straight the from real the real Templeton. The- yeah, it's like the bootleg kind. It goes straight the from the tea tea? to the barrel. Yeah. Right into the, it doesn't have to be a Captain Morgan bottle, but it's something like that. You know, you get the real stuff if there's like duct tape around it. So how does that differ from the stuff that you get in the stores? It's just a lot better. Why can't they do that for the stuff they put in the stores? Because there's just not enough of it to go around. What? Yeah. Come on. You got to know people. That glass you're drinking out of is as big as your head. Thanks. That hey, looks uh, like the size of that Heineken that I got in Vegas. Oh, disgusting. Welcome to the program. Uh, we want to thank our presenting sponsor, Fairway Meat and Grocery. 
I already have plans to head up to the Fairway Meat Market in Ames coming up next week to load up on. I am going to tackle the smoked prime rib coming up on Christmas Eve and uh, throw it on the Traeger, sear that sunbuck, and it's going to be delicious. But I got to go to the Fairway Meat Market in Ames. There's other great Fairway Meat Markets, but I prefer the one in Ames. I have relatives up there, so you can do the whole thing where you got to avoid all the in-laws and you can sne- I got to go get my meat. Right? Yeah. So you had- make a whole day out of it, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. S- smoke it all day. It's going to be fantastic. You're So you're coming to Iowa, and what are you doing when yeah. you come up here for, for meat? Like, you just go to hang out at a fairway. Yeah, we've got a fairway in uh, Muscatoon uh, that I can, I can frequent. My sister worked there. Um, now, I won't be setting foot in the stores. I have other people do that work for me, like my parents. Gotcha. They'll go into the store. They'll get it. Now, I might make a special appearance and just say hello to Fairway because we love them so much as a show sponsor. Good. But I, I usually don't venture into grocery stores at my age. I feel like I'm past that. I did it when I was in college. I had to buy my own groceries, but that's why I got married so young, so that my <laughs> wife could go and do all the grocery shopping for me. Good pull by Matt, the Fairway Meat Market up there in Ames. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Look at all that protein. Jeez. Mm. That looks all amazing. All right, let's uh, dig right in. Iowa gets a tight end transfer. Iowa's new quarterback is... Uh, awfully bullish on the <laughs> momentum of the Hawkeye offense. Brock Purdy plays tonight. Uh, Trey King making his Iowa State debut this weekend for Iowa State basketball. And we are going to give our three favorite bowl games that are not playoff games and do not include the Iowa game. Although I don't know if any of us would put Iowa, Kentucky with all like third stringers on that list to begin with. Although you could argue that that makes it more interesting. That Joey Labus is likely going to start. Yeah. You know, I did. I was looking at the one of the ESPN like early mock drafts and the Kentucky quarterback still a top 10 pick. I know it, it and, and he's kind of a polarizing figure because he has not put up the numbers that people expected. The offense has been one of the worst in the country. But he has all the tools. He's kind of like uh, Josh Allen was coming out. He wasn't a part of a prolific offense. But uh, Will Levis has the tools, and NFL teams are going to look at him as a legit prospect, and he could end up being a top 10, top 5 pick. I mean, there were some mock drafts in the season from our CBS sports guys like Ryan Wilson that had Will Levis going number 1, number 2, number 3. But... He just he just didn't do a lot this year. Turns out he I guess he didn't need to because he's probably still gonna unless he just totally falls flat, you know, at the combine and all that, which I don't expect because that's where he's going to thrive. Yeah, in the, the one I the one I read had Bryce Young number one. I don't think I could argue that. I I don't I know. He's, little... he's just so slender. He's so slight of frame. People are concerned. I think he's six foot one eighty. That's not that's not very big for a quarterback. What's like Kyler Murray? Ky- Kyler was a little bit different because he was he's such a jitterbug and can run the foot. And Bryce Young's yeah. not much of a I mean, he's not gonna go out there and I think run all over you. Kyler Kyler Murray could. And as we're finding out, you know, we took a chance in the NFL on a couple of, of little guys at number one, like Baker Mayfield, like Kyler Murray, and so far. Not looking great. Man, I, I just, Tyler got his big contract, yeah. but I get what you're saying. And like Tua hasn't exactly set the world on fire. Now he's doing better this year, but yeah, he took a big step back last week. Last week he was terrible. Yeah, he was throwing the ball like the wounded duck. It's like he got shot in the arm before the game. Well, uh, NFL draft aside, we'll have plenty of shows on that that coming up. So. Let's let's do this Cade McNamara quote. Let's leave with this here. And this is interesting because he said this, I want to say like a week and a half ago. The funny thing is, though, how social media works yeah. is it doesn't get out to everybody right away. And 
We I, we saw it. We knew about the quote when, when he went on the podcast, and we'll read it to you in just a second. But it really, the last couple days, has taken on a new life because other websites are picking up on it. Other social media accounts are picking up on it. And people's eyebrows are really raised. And he said, and it was on the, the Room podcast, which was with a couple of... Uh, what is that? A couple of former quarterbacks, okay. I think. All right. Um, and he said, please, just keep on saying it's the shittiest offense in college football. Please, just think we're going to be so shitty next year. Please. That's part of his quote. And so websites are picking up on this, like 24-7 sports, and tweeting it out there. And I've seen, I've seen some Iowa fans say, hey, okay, let's – Come on, pump the brakes a little bit. We love you. We're so glad you're here, but pump the brakes a little bit because this is just unlike anything that we would normally see from an Iowa football player, especially when you have to consider that Brian Ferentz might still be the offensive coordinator. So I think Iowa fans, some of them anyway, are a little bit concerned that he's putting the, the cart way before the horse at this point. Yeah, well, two things. One, I guess it's it's good to have a quarterback with confidence, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a guy mm-hmm. who played in the college football playoff. He's uh, I'd rather that than than the other way. But yeah, I don't know, man. I just I just don't know how much it'll matter if if it's the same offense if if they don't update things. I just I mean, like put it this way: Is he really better? Like, I mean, would you take him or C.J. Beathard? Hmm, that's a good question. I, mean, I don't know. I, I think C.J. Beathard proved that, a, as of right now, he was the better quarterback in college than Cade McNamara. So would I. I'd say the same thing. So my point is not – like, this is a clear step up. They went out – and we'll give them credit. They go out in free agency, and they got a grade A. They signed a free agent, right? They signed – this is the Vikings the year they signed Kirk Cousins, and they felt like it was an upgrade, right? And – because mm-hmm. remember that year, Cousins was the best guy on the market. McNamara's, he's not going to be the best guy on the market now because there's been some other ones like Spencer Sanders, I think would certainly be an right. upgrade. Right. But like at the time, Iowa got the best guy you could get. He's a Big Ten guy, cold weather guy. This is a great pickup for Iowa football. But, you know, what are you going to do with that? They, they didn't get that kid out of Alabama, the wide receiver that everybody was talking about. Um, and I think they could have, but he had some off-the-field stuff that Iowa decided to shy away from him. Oh, is that, it, it, is from, that the from case? From the reporting that I've I've read from David Eichel, yeah. Okay, well, he's going to Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. There's some other targets. Iowa and Iowa State are both after one kid. I think it'll come uh, – Isaac Tesla is his name. He's like a D2. His last name's Tesla? T E S. Capital S L A. So I think hmm. that that's the way it's pronounced, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But it's uh, the those two schools are both finalists. I think Miami came in an offer, but I don't think he's going to go there. Uh, there's like a kid from Holy Cross who was a pretty good receiver at that level. I just, I, uh, you're not going to have a loaded receiving core. We'll put it that way. But you are going to have two solid tight ends. 4K mm-hmm. McNamara as Eric All, the Michigan tight end, is transferring to Iowa. 54 catches, 565 yards in his career. Chose Iowa over Washington and Notre Dame. So, I mean, it's again, yeah, that's a great get. And again, I think it just shows like the way they're building this roster a little bit. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it's like, oh, we're not. I don't think that you should expect too drastic of changes by Iowa. No, and if you get the right players in there, I don't think you need that big of a change. I mean, we've seen this offense be able to be successful enough. You mentioned C.J. Beathard. They were successful enough with him in in 2015. Yeah. certainly didn't light the world on fire but it's all relative compare it to this past these last two seasons offensively you don't need to have a top half offense to be super successful you just need as we've talked about many times you need the 99th best offense in the country with that Mm -hmm. defense if you have that defense and that special teams 
You just need a top 100 offense. And I, they've lost some players, but I think the the upgrades, the two guys from Michigan, and <laughs> you see the highlight reel from this all kid, and a lot of it came in the Big Ten championship game against Iowa. McNamara connecting with him in the Big Ten championship game. Now, he didn't put up crazy numbers, but he was he was working his way into being a major NFL prospect before he had to have a major back surgery midway through the season. He only played in the first three games, and he was really hampered by his injury, and he said it was a life-changing surgery. And fr- from everything that I've read, he is he is a legit NFL prospect. He has two years of eligibility remaining, but if he performs well, he's likely only going to be here for one year. That's great. I mean, I, I, if I'm an Iowa fan, I would probably prefer to get the stud tight end and the stud wide receiver. You have a much absolutely. More, you have much more of a track record of making that guy productive. Yeah, maybe the ceiling goes up if you get this great wide receiver. Maybe yeah. you know, and you start dreaming. Wow, if we can hit the wide receivers, but they're now. never going to do anything with it. Like, right, we've seen this time and time again, where you think Iowa has pretty good receivers, and then that's a storyline. Mm-hmm. Now you got yeah, just, two good tight ends. Two just just put fi- all just go five guys. wide tight ends out there. <laughs> just go five wide tight end and be done with it. Yeah. The defensive transfers are still really curious to me. Uh, I I kind of get it. Like I just we we kind of touched on this on Monday too. I mean, I, it it really would be difficult. You'd really have to buy into that team culture and stuff to not get a little bit. I don't know if annoyed is the word or jaded or whatever, but I, I could totally see why some of these guys are like, hey, we want to go and try and win more where the offense mm-hmm. is going to be able to provide it, but we'll see. I mean, Phil Parker has a obviously an amazing track record to uh, piece something together there to keep Iowa in that spot next year. The bowl game's just fascinating to me. I, I mean, at this point, I need to do more research on Kentucky, Chris, and I, I haven't really done that yet on like guys that would be sitting out for them. It's That's hard for the me thing. to imagine I just, I- I don't know. I I think there's a lot of bowl games where we just don't know who he's going to be sitting out. Well, I've done a lot of talking to people, and if you're going to bet on these games, I think Mm -hmm. the best thing you can do is wait until kickoff. Yeah. Do you remember Iowa State last year? I mean, I cover Iowa State as closely as anybody, Mm -hmm. and there were like three guys that missed that bowl game that I had no idea about until like an hour before kickoff. And you just... The the one thing too is like if these lines are swinging like six points in one direction, I would hammer that side. Normally, mm-hmm. I would go the opposite, but that tells me that somebody somewhere has information and is laying down some pretty serious money. I'm surprised that the Iowa line keeps moving to favor Iowa, so that's very suspicious to me. Where's that line at right now? Two and a half is the last I saw at circa. Iowa by two and a half. Okay. I even had trouble picking out my top three bowl games because oh, of this. Oh, brutal. Well, and you stole the Cure Bowl. Oh, the Cure is, Bowl is the best. You cure Bowl is the, the best bowl. bowl game in the entire country this year. <laughs> I thought we'd both take it. Well, I didn't because I saw yours ahead of time and I wanted to give us more games to talk That's about. That's the only matchup between two conference champions, Sun Belt versus Conference USA. It's our, uh, we are Fun Belt and Conference USA guys mm-hmm. here on Two Guys Named Chris. Hey, you're, you're coming to Iowa. I want to give a shout-out to a new sponsor of ours. Yeah. Iowa Corn. <gasps> we got the corn? We got the Iowa Corn oh, Farmers. That, was, that was a must. That was a must. We had to have the corn. It's Iowa everywhere, for crying out loud. We've got to have the great corn farmers from the state of Iowa. So shout-out to them. Maybe Hassel will do a video like munching on some um, some sweet corn. When he comes back. Now, you're going to Western Iowa. There are a lot of great corn farmers in the Western Iowa, Western side of the state. That's where I'm from. I had no idea that you had family in Corning. Yeah, unfortunately. Yes. Downtown Corning right there. We used to always stop at the subway. <laughs> Downtown Corning on our way out to the lake. Lake Icaria. 
Have you ever yes. been to Lake Icaria? I was there in August, and I was deathly afraid of getting in that water and getting the uh, getting the brain-eating amoeba. No, that was a different lake. I, it was close. That, that was lake the Lake of, the three of three fires. fires in Bedford. Yeah, it's like 10 miles away. No, it's not 10 miles. It's, that's it's Taylor like, There's people dying all the Adamson. time from these stagnant, just gross Midwestern lakes. Do you have any idea how many times I've swam in Lake Icaria? Well, I've been in there three or four times, but I'm telling you, I was a wreck. I was a wreck when I went there and afterwards. Have you ever been to the amoeba. Adams County Speedway in Corning? Yeah, I think that's a rhetorical question. You know the answer to that. No. That's where I uh, The only time I've ever been to a... Is, is it a dirt track? You're goddamn right it's a dirt track. The only time I've ever been to a dirt track is when... Keith Murphy forced me to go do a story on the Knoxville Nationals, and I was so out of my element. I told yeah, because you're again. around all these like wholesome blue collar people, and you did not act because you're such an elitist. I just, I just, everybody's dirty, smelly. It's a dirt track. It's so loud. It's way too loud. Like humans shouldn't be around that that level of noise. You'd be the guy with the earmuffs. Oh yeah, here's the Adams County Speedway. Look at that gorgeous paperclip half mile. Oh, it's some just, of the all-time greats. I'm sorry, man. I don't get it. The Kaziskis, Dave Chase, Kyle Burke. Is that where Sh- Donnie Schatz came from? Donnie Schatz is from Fargo, North Dakota. It is fun to call him Schatz, though. I mean, come on. it's. Just I, such used, a- I, I would call him that because we would get highlights from Knoxville on uh, Sundays <laughs> at Channel 13 when I was there. and He would win every race. Yeah. He doesn't do and, that anymore, uh, but he did there for a while. Yeah, this was I mean, this was ten years ago. D- D- Schatz. I really thought that was his last name, so I called him that, and I got all kinds of emails from yeah, people. Yeah, because like those you. dirt racing people, I always compare them to the world of like amateur wrestling, which means like mm-hmm. real wrestling, and those people are so defensive. The wrestling, oh, yeah. they're the same way as racing fans. Like, they're the sports that should welcome everybody because they need as many right, eyeballs right. as they can. But they don't care. No, they don't give a crap. They, If you as much make a slight, they will just attack. Wow, this is a good one. Matt is watching on YouTube and says his buddies from Corning, for his bachelor party, we rented out the whole golf course and put a keg between a couple of holes. Great time. That's a <laughs> great golf course. I, it's very there are a lot of trees on that Corning golf course. So you I will just, say the I you will say just go the, down to Clorinda while you're there. My dad would welcome you with open arms. I'm sure. No, I don't. I I doubt it. As big of a Iowa State homer uh, as he is. No, he'd love to have you. the The countryside is nice, real hilly, beautiful, especially in the summertime. But my so my my brother-in-law moved out there I don't know 5 6 years ago so now every time we go to Iowa we've mm. got to make the four and a half hour drive <laughs> from Muscatine why don't they to come Corn. to you because they're on a farm and they refuse to leave their farm animals which i guess they don't have anybody to watch the farm maybe your dad could watch the farm animals for them and they could come to Muscatine and so i don't have to go out there my brother-in-law's a farmer maybe he'd go up and Take care of them. No, I have. I, I we've driven around there. We saw the Johnny Carson house. We saw the uh, the old Velisca axe murder house. Yes, I was going to say, just drive down to Velisca, go and get a good haunt. Yeah, I don't. I doubt. I'm going with the in laws, and the in laws don't drink, and and um, we're not allowed to drink around them. That sounds so. Horrible. I don't think. I don't think I'll be doing the things that you would suggest for me to do in Corning. You don't go cow tipping? Nah, I've never cow tipped. Man, getting drunk and a good cow tip is a good time. You really are a redneck, aren't you? <laughs> Those were days I feel of like- my past. Cow tipping, I think, would get you canceled now. I think I don't think you could do that in 2022. Really? PETA's going to cancel you? Well, I, I think, like... Just me saying I did that in my childhood is probably going to have some people turn against me, would be my guess. Kind of like the Clarinda Academy wave thing. Like, Ooh, I would yeah. never oh, yeah. do How that How far now. is the Clarinda Academy away from Corning? 30 minutes. Go really? down there, the old Clarinda MHI, it's haunted. 
So that building now is haunted where they used to enslave the inmates? <laughs> the old... Pr- so, man, there's a lot. So there's... Yeah, absolutely it is. You can go to my grandpa's um, museum. Give me a quick rundown of all the, the jobs that your family members had. Well, it's that. a small area. Like, so grandpa was the warden at the MHI. <laughs> he was the warden at the Clarinda Academy? No, at the MHI, the Mental Health the Institute. So all the crazy people, they had so to answer there, to grandpa. So there's a, there's a juvenile prison and there's a <laughs> mental health institute? Well, they all have been shut down. So And there's a real prison. So there's four prisons in Iowa. Clorinda has one of them. And my mom worked there. She was in charge of, like, media and public relations and stuff. Wow. And we are a you, very slap-on-the-wrist community. Like, you screw up in Clorinda, you, <laughs> you're going to the academy, you're going to prison, and if we think you're a little bit cuckoo, MHI it is for you. We throw you in there. Didn't you say your dad used to like take care of the of the yard at the Velisca Axe Murder House? Yeah, he was he he did all the lawn care for the Axe Murder House. Yeah, man, you you had an interesting upbringing. Yeah, it was something. Well, enjoy Southwest Iowa. I'm I'm jealous. I'm going there New Year's Eve. We're doing our family Christmas that weekend. Do they have fireworks down there for New Year's? No. You light a couple barns on fire. I'm sure I'll hit up hit up the old shittily D for for a night or two, but shittily D. <laughs> it's the name of the bar. Yeah. Oh my god. Unbelievable. The Corning has a nice bar downtown. What's go it called? To, hey, if you and Kristen decide you want to sneak away, go. It's called the Carbon Bar. Okay. There's a town. It's like five miles. Oh, yeah, Carbon. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've driven through Carbon. Little bar in there. Beautiful. Great food. Carbon looked d- deserted. We drove it through is. there, and it was like every house is completely deserted. It is. It's like a, it's got like nice there was bar. a nuclear leak there 30 years ago, and nobody's coming back. There, it's a nice bar, though. Go and check that out. I doubt it. Go and get It's, it's not going to happen. There's no, there's no chance that will happen. Zero. As much as I would want it to, it's not happening. You would I not will not fit be in escaping there. the rest of I <laughs> Why? Why not? You would be is, a fish out of water. Is it like a bunch of farmers? Pretty much. Everybody drinking bush lights out of cans. Pretty much. And Jim Beam. That's what it, it always Black strikes velvet. me when I when I go home to Iowa and I go to these these little bars, whether it's Muscatine or wherever. If it's if it's a bush light drinking crowd, they've got bush light on tap, and no one ever orders a bush light on tap it's always they want a bush light in a can always well i know like at the shittily d where i used to be a regular he would just go to high V and buy cases of bush light and put it in the refrigerator like it wasn't even like up here where there's like a distributor oh really like, that was how he bought his alcohol he just walk over to the high V and <laughs> buy a bunch of booze and bring it back because I, I would like be there while he would do it because the hy was right next door to this bar and he sometimes he'd just walk over there and he'd come back with like three cases of bush light and just put it in the refrigerator good old bush days. lights like the cheapest beer in the world but yet people in iowa will drive like 45 miles to go and find a, a gas station that's having a bush light sale to save like 20 cents a 24 pack. Yeah. Frugal people. Brock Purdy, second start tonight. Yeah. For the 49ers. I actually just bet this game on my Circa app. Mm-hmm. What's that is line? It, is it three and a half still? It, I got it at three and a half on Circa this morning. And I Niners bet on, minus three and a half in Seattle. I bet on Seattle. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, the hook. Yeah. That's tough. It's in Seattle. Seattle needs this. They've got, they need to win this game or else they're likely going to miss the postseason or or at least have trouble getting there. Right now, they are the first team out of the playoffs in the NFC. 49ers can wrap up the division with a win. You have all this, this purdy momentum, but he's banged up. Yeah. I'll be like my most objective hat possible here. 
is I love Brock Purdy, but I do think the hype maybe has crossed a little bit of a line, only in the sense that he's only won one start. It was against Brady. Brady's a shell of himself. That Bucks team is Bucks any are good. bad. Yeah, that yeah. team's not any good. Uh, we saw him. He looked really good against the Dolphins, right? Like in in mm-hmm. his, but this is his first like road test, uh, and that's a brutal place to play. Short oh, week, yeah. banged up. Mm-hmm. This no Debo Samuel. I think yeah. This, I think the wrong. I'm not saying the wrong team is favored, but I want the points tonight. That's just objectively how I look at this thing. I think Brock is still a great story. Good. I think he's going to lead him into the playoffs and, and do all that good stuff. But I just – I think, like, if he would go on the road and win at Seattle, then a lot of this stuff is not more deserved, but I think more legitimate, if that makes sense. We were talking, Brock, yesterday on CBS Sports HQ with Brady Quinn and Pete Prisco, and Pete Prisco thinks they can win the Super Bowl with him. Now, he, wow. he thought they could, they could win the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo too, but Brady Quinn – He's not quite there yet. He he is he thinks it's more a product of the offense and he says let's just wait to see, you know, if they fall behind by 10 points to somebody. If they have to throw the ball 35 times a game, then what happens to Brock Purdy? He is he's the first guy I've heard this week that's like let's let's pump the brakes just a bit on this great story. It is it is a good story so far. But we haven't had to see him do anything like that yet. I agree. I agree completely. And this is one of those deals where I bet on the Seahawks, and then if the 49ers win, then I'll be happy. It's worth the 15 Isn't, bucks. Van Wink's been out there about three times a day checking to see if, if they've got a Brock Purdy jersey in stock. Have we found and any? As far as I know, Matt? as far as I know, he hasn't had any luck, Matt. No. I've, I've submitted like four orders to Fanatics. And it, every time I submit it, two minutes later, I get a refund. Here's what's Damn. funny about that. Yeah, like China and, has them, but Fanatics can't get it together. What? Who has them? China. Oh, those knockoffs from China? Knockoffs, yeah. God, those are terrible. Um, I tried for, for the Cyclone Fanatic studio that we're building – so I got a Brees Hall one. I got I have a bunch of the NBA guys, Niang, all those guys, and we're framing jerseys and hanging them up there. And oh, nice. this was while Brock was still third string, and I couldn't even get a jersey. They were sold out. Now I'm assuming there weren't as many of them on hand. Maybe they just but, weren't making them. <laughs> no, they had them. They're like it had them <laughs> okay. on Fanatics. It said Brock Purdy jersey, and they were sold out then. Now is it true that the the, the nickname he has, and did he have that nickname at Iowa State? Not aware of the nickname at Iowa State. Uh, that is his nickname in San Francisco. Who came up with that? I do not know. What is the nickname again? Um, it's alluding to the size of his um, genitals. <laughs> Big cock Brock. And I don't know if it's like a, a literal nickname or if it's like, man, this guy just like has no fear. Oh, you think it might actually be because he has one? I don't know. I thought for sure it was just like I okay, just take people at their word. Led us to a led us to a victory. <laughs> you you're taking this literally? Could be. I don't know. Oh, I didn't. I didn't do that. I I'm not sure it's literal. I think this is this is in the figurative world. But hey, could be wrong. Nathan on YouTube says a gas station six-pack of Tallboy Bush Lights is cheaper per ounce than a six-pack of regular cans. FYI, and you're welcome. Thank you, Nathan. You got. You can have any beer in the world, and you guys want to drink Bush Light. Why? Williams, you were in Vegas asking... Waiters and waitresses at nice restaurants, if they had bush light. Oh, I could one-up you there. This is great. So we we got off the beaten path a little bit. We had to just go for a walk after that brutal Cyhawk basketball game. 
Which one? The men's game? The men's game. <laughs> and we ended up at Binion's, which is like the shittiest casino in Vegas. And we're playing cheap blackjack. Like, if um, imagine like Vegas vacation, like shitty type mm-hmm. of. And and Vegas casinos. vacation, and they haven't touched anything for thirty years. <laughs> like the carpet, it's the same carpet that was in there forty years ago. We're at and, this, and the cigarette smoke is just baked in. We're at this cheap blackjack table, and this. Waitress comes up and <laughs> what did you? <laughs> I had it. I had it written down. You asked her something like, "What's the finest whiskey you have?" No, or, that's not what I asked. <laughs> what did you? I said, "You're like, what's the house bourbon or something like that?" Yes. So I, I asked for a whiskey ginger ale, and I said, "What's your house whiskey?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and this she woman had a, looked at you like you had ten heads. Yeah. I She's think like, she eventually what? said Jack, and and I said I, because uh, I don't like Jack. I don't. That's oh, I that's why Jack. I asked. I don't like Jack. There's certain whiskeys that are so cheap that I I can't. My palate can't take it. So I need you to think get Jack's to like. That? Oh, Jack's terrible, man. Unless you're getting like a an upper le- like the lowest level Jack. Get out of oh, here with that garbage. Stop. And it has a specific taste taste that I hate. Even in a, I can taste it even even mixed with ginger ale. I can taste it. It's the char. So I, I it's Tennessee need whiskey. like a I need like a like a bullet bourbon. You know, I, it That's needs good. to be at that like level. Bullet. It needs to be at that level, and I'll pay a little bit more. Although we didn't have to pay at the blackjack. Yeah, because we were spending money. How many free drinks did we get that night? Because we were sitting Dozens. at the I, we were at the blackjack table for like. Remember, I asked. I was like, "Hey, how long have we been here? A couple hours." And then your friend that was there, he, he was like, he's like, seven. <laughs> seven hours. And your poor wife <laughs> stood behind you and watched I the kept whole funneling time. her chips when I won. She was making money. She was having a good time. Yeah, my, I got home. My wife was like, you think I would have had a good time? And I said, yeah, I mean, you, I think you would have had a good time hanging out with with Chris's wife Ashley, at the, you know, I. Although, I'm not sure if you would have been content just standing behind me for seven hours as I played blackjack. And she goes, "You're right. They could have just wandered off. Would have been better for everybody." Yes, but if someone insisted, like you told you told your wife Ashley, you need to stand here behind me, help me count cards. <laughs> I didn't say that. Why else was she standing right directly she behind? She was talking you? to that lady from Idaho the whole time. They were talking about like cowboy stuff. Remember? Oh yeah, that's true. That, they, they, she might Idaho be listening. Folk. That lady texted my wife the next day, wanting to that's know right. how to listen to the podcast. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we're spreading we're spreading word about two guys named Chris all over the country. Yeah, no doubt. Um, on that note, shout out to our friends at Circa. Yeah, so another example this morning. I woke up, I'd been reading, and I'm like, I really want to bet Seattle today. And I pull up my action network, and I look for the best line. Guess who had it? Circus Sports. Circus Sports. So, so you're saying elsewhere it was like three? Three. You had a lot of like three at like minus 120. That's why I like Circa. They don't screw with you with the juice. Like if you bet it like FanDuel, oh, uh, yeah, it's like I can, minus one eighteen, and like the I juice hate it. Oh. some of these places is outrageous. Circa, it's either the highest you'll ever see it is like a one fifteen, and then they'll move the line, right? Like, and that that's mm-hmm. what I like about them. I think I got three and a half at one fifteen with Circa today, which I'll gladly pay that extra five percent to get that that hook in an NFL game, no sure. doubt. With those, mm-hmm. with that defense in Seattle, absolutely, I'll, I'll play it every time. So, um, is your mom a big fan of Brock Purdy because of his new nickname? My mom is a big fan of Brock Purdy. Yes, we'll get to my mom coming up here in the top three bowl games. Just want to do that now, and then we can. Touch Seems on like a, a smooth segue into yeah, one of your three games. Feels like we should. Uh, top three bowl games here on two guys named Chris. Iowa everywhere. 
Uh, we'll let you go first, Hassel, because you have the best bowl game in the country this year. Yeah, it's not the best name for a bowl game, the Cure Bowl, but it's in Orlando, and it's got a couple of top 25 teams. Love yeah. It. The Roadrunners of UTSA won Conference USA for the second straight season. And the Troy Trojans just slapped everybody in the Sun Belt. Remember they lost on that Hail Mary to App State when college game day was there? Would they They be in the New Year's Six if that hadn't happened? They would have a chance. They would definitely have a chance because I think they'd only have one loss. I don't know if they would be ranked higher than Tulane, though. But they beat everybody after that game. Everybody. They they went on a huge win streak, and it's it's the only bowl game between a couple of uh, conference champions outside of the college football playoff, obviously, which we're not picking playoff games here. So that that is that is my first game. Then I like I like this next one, the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. You're familiar with that, Iowa I State love fans. It. Love you went the down Liberty there Bowl. with you and uh, what was it, Jerry the King Lawler? Yep. You Go you basically drown in bush light. Yep. Yep. It's Kansas and Arkansas. Kansas and Arkansas. And the total in this game is creeping up close to 70 now. I think it's in some places it is at 70. So you're going to get a lot of points. And I'm guessing neither one of these teams will have a lot of opt-outs for this game. So a lot of scoring. Yeah, they it's both want to be, be there. Yeah, it's just going to be fun. And a couple of programs that a couple of schools that are within driving distance of Memphis as well, so should have a, a good crowd. Great atmosphere. And then my top bowl game is the Rose Bowl, and it's Penn State and Utah. And the reason why I picked this one is because I, I think I think it's a huge game for both of these programs. I mean, Penn yeah. State, for as good as they've been, they haven't been able to break through into that playoff territory. This is as big as it gets, really, for Penn State. And for Utah, the same thing. They haven't made a playoff. They had been to the Rose Bowl, but they haven't won it. I think a, a victory in the Rose Bowl. Th- these are two teams. It's not like Ohio State, USC, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A Rose Bowl is huge for both of these programs, and I think it's a pretty evenly matched game as well. Yeah, I- I would pick Utah. Well, I would pick Utah to win it. Almost knocked my mic off there. Um, Utah is one of those teams that they, makes me really excited about the playoff. The last two years, this Utah team, like if if, if yeah. they were to be in a twelve team playoff, that is not a team that anybody would want to play. You want no piece of that team right now. They're playing as good as anybody. I one interesting thing about them. I saw a stat yesterday. Like they used to be the bowl team. Like, Whittingham yeah. won every bowl game, and then they've lost a couple in a row now. So, we'll be see. I just don't think Penn State is at that tier, and maybe they'll prove me wrong. I mm-hmm. watched them play Michigan, watched them play. They didn't feel like they've they were smoked at that tier everybody except Michigan and Ohio State, and they yeah. weren't uh, they weren't that competitive in either one of those games. So they're they're kind of like they're a ten win team, but who have they beaten? How close are they to that Michigan Ohio State level? I like your I like your Liberty Bowl pick. That'll be a good one. And then the Cure Bowl. Listen, um, I'm a big Tulane guy, but Troy and UTSA, either one of those teams could beat Tulane. Like if they, I agree. it would be a toss yeah. up. Like so my point is, like that bowl gets this shitty draw. It's a Friday afternoon, opening weekend before Christmas. But those are two teams that I think could beat some of the New Year's Six teams. And one good thing about it is it's on the first day of bowl games on Friday. So yeah. I think people now, college football fans, they're ready. You know, it's 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 been a it's been a couple of weeks now. Let's 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 get some college football games going again. And let's see a couple of programs that want to be there and a couple of championship teams as well. I'll give you my three. These were really hard because I would have definitely taken the Cure Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Uh I threw the Sugar Bowl in there for one reason. Mm. Bama's got a lot of these like guys aren't playing. I mm-hmm. I think Kansas State is so motivated in this game against that opponent and just the Big 12 homer in me hopes they kick Alabama's ass. Yes. Yeah. I love these games with the with the Alabama's the perennial powers. See what happens when they go down to the Sugar Bowl to take on a team that overachieved and really wants to be there. Yeah. This one screams 
Uh, I'm going to do a little bowl pick em thing, but I would play Kansas State definitely in the points and the money line on this. I feel like they will win the football game. We'll see. We have Cox versus Catholics. Whoa, yes. In the Gator Bowl. Now, is your mom Catholic? No, no. What is Wait, she? Atheist? We're no, we're Methodist. Methodist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very Cox versus Catholics. Um, highly motivated Cox here. Uh, they are standing in attention for their head coach who has taken them to new heights. And it's just Notre Dame. Notre Dame's always interesting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Notre Dame too, like there's purpose for them to be in this bowl game first year head coach that's what I look for in these games I like head coaches that haven't been at these places for a while so they're still building right the programs are still ascending um to me those types of teams are generally ones that I want to watch during bowl season because they're still these guys are playing for spots on the depth chart next year right they're still trying to impress people they're motivated this is a good enough bowl game where I think you'll have Notre Dame's attention, even if there's some holdouts. But you know South Carolina is fired up. They haven't been in this type of a spot in a really long time. So this game, to me, uh, is one that I circled. And then, hey, it's the Kyle Van Treese game, the Camellia Bowl. (laughs) My guy, my boy, Kyle Van Treese, and Georgia Southern taking on his old team, Former Iowa State secondary coach Maurice Linquist and the Buffalo Bulls in the Camellia Bowl. I got this one circle, baby. I've yeah. watched so much Georgia Southern and Buffalo football in the last yeah, three years. Yeah, I, I called a Georgia Southern game. I called a Buffalo game this year. Yeah, so it's cool that Kyle gets to go and play his old team, and uh, that probably doesn't mean a lot to much of the audience. But again, though, you like these two teams will want to play in that game. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They, they will be excited. They will be. There will not be many holdouts. There's not many portal guys. They have my attention, and I know the Van Trees that that whole family tie. So stood out. Hey, there. let's bring Van Wink in here. I I, I got to ask you a question, Van Wink. Okay. Is it just me, or does Williams look like he has a Hitler mustache? Mm. No, don't move around. Don't move around. Go back. The shadow. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see it the now. Shadow. There's some it's shit. There's a shadow. shadow from your Iowa State <laughs> Bud Light <laughs> neon sign, and I've been looking at that the last ten minutes. It's like, what? What is going hey, on here? Van Wink, pull up the page. Cats that look like Hitler. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> okay, it's a riot. No, trust me, it's this whole thing on the internet. There are millions of cats out there that have Hitler mustaches. <clears throat> I'm reading a book right now about Nazi hunters. It's fascinating. Nazi hunters. Isn't that what Inglorious Bastards was? Yeah. We're killing Nazis. Yep. What the hell? See? These cats that have Hitler mustaches. It's hilarious. Look at that. What in God's name? This is what I do. Just lie in bed at night. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that cat. He looks like Hitler. You can add your own cat to the list it's great yeah but how many people are are like dying their cat i hope not black. many i hope that Just there's not many that people website. doing that that's a horrible thing to do yeah did you see the dog that the, the lady or so, somebody dyed their entire dog green to look <laughs> like the grinch for christmas i've got a switch and now people people are outraged i still look it still looks there yeah, you've been doing this whole show with a Hitler mustache. It's like a shit. perfect shadow where your nose, your nose casts a shadow over, oh my God. over your Hitler area. Yeah, there's the there's the green dog with the people are outraged, Chris, that this 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 woman took her dog, dyed it green, and then apparently in the middle of his his body dyed it red. To, oh. to to make it seem like it's wearing like a Santa, you know how the Grinch wore that like, I don't know why. Why did the Grinch wear like a red Santa? Not a big Grinch guy sweater. Mm, You're not. not? Big, no. Is that because you don't like him, or because you don't like the story? What, eh, what's the deal? This is not a big Grinch guy. I don't know. 
just not really into it. I've never been into that movie. What about the book? Never read it. God, all I can see now is that Hitler mustache on you. Um, Mike We're Leach. Have to get a screen grab of this. And... Good <laughs> God. It's like you're trying to do it. Mike Leach passed away. <laughs> Jeez, that's a tough seg- segue. <laughs> that, that is brutal. Um, I interviewed Dan McCartney here on the podcast feed. I would encourage people to check that out. It was really, really good to hear from Mac. I remember they were pretty good buddies when I was covering Mac back in the day. It has been cool. Now, we all love Coach Leach, but to read all yeah. these like stories that have come out about the Did you see the one woman? She was in Israel, like sightseeing, and she just I bumped saw that into picture, Mike Leach. Yeah. Like, there's so many great Leach stories that we already knew, and now they are. There's all these ones coming out of nowhere. It's been awesome for a Leach guy like yeah. I am. It's been really fun to read all these. Yeah, it's just it's just uh, so sad. God, that that hit me. You know that that hit me probably as hard as as any death of someone that I've never met before. Uh, the most since I the the Kobe Bryant. Yeah, and I'm, I get and I'm it. not I'm not sure why. But I do. I know why. Can I try? Sure. Yeah. Because I think that Leach would like, unlike other coaches or most professional athletes, Leach gave us yeah a look as to who he really was. You felt like you knew Mike Leach, even and though you, you felt didn't. like like that's how I would want my head coach treating the game of football and the program like take it seriously but not too seriously you know take the program seriously take the game seriously don't take yourself too seriously and we just don't get that anymore I mean it's it's so far gone and and he was a guy that just the reason that you love college football and he he got it he understood it and he was Sure, we loved all the things that he said, but he was a genius. He's a hall. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. They have to change that. Um, it, they'll make an exception for him. Well, the sixty percent rule. They will make an exception, and they should get rid of that. Yeah, because, because not all coaching jobs are the same. No, and a judge of a Hall of Fame coach is completely different at Washington State at. Uh, at Texas Tech, at Mississippi State, compared to you know if you if you become a, a, you know a coach at at Alabama or at USC, and there are just di- there are different th- there are different ways you can get in. There are different way- things that make you a Hall of Fame coach. It's not just the wins and the losses. It's not just the national championships or the conference championships. What he did with the air raid offense, that right there. Have you seen his tree, his coaching tree? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Lincoln Riley. Mac and I talked about this. I mean, he might be the most influential guy in the last 20 years in the entire sport of football. You could make an argument for it when you look at how, like, just the copycat stuff that has come from the air raid. Uh, And he did it in Lubbock, Pullman, and Starkville. Mm -hmm. That's what's great about it. So... Places that wouldn't be a destination for anyone else, but he he embraced it. He he was perfect in those places. He he just you know take the three mile walk to and from work every day, and he um, he just got it. He just got it, and he was he's such a nice guy. But I really do. I think that that's why. Because I I felt the same way. Like I was actually like depressed. Because he was so full of life. Well, he was still in his coaching prime. I he met was him. Such a learner. All he wanted to do was learn about new things. Ross and I had him on our show before the Alamo Bowl when Iowa State played Washington State, and it was phenomenal. It was probably the best interview we ever did. Um, and then I went up to him before his press conference in San Antonio, and I shook his hand, and I said, "Hey, you were just on my radio show." I just wanted to thank you for the time. I'm a big fan. I'm a big admirer of yours. I read I read your book. 
I used to listen. I used to listen to his radio show with Jack Aroot. Did you ever listen to that on Sirius? No, I never did. Was oh. that was that between God. Texas Tech and yes. Washington State? I mean, it was just Jack Aroot, who's this legendary old like journalist who's just who I loved because he had a NASCAR background, but he was big into yeah. college football as well. Yeah, he was a big sideline reporter for ABC yep. in the eighties and nineties. It was just those two for two hours a day talking college football. And it was maybe my favorite radio show of all time. Like, I just, I, I ate it up. Hmm. Um, and I told him, I was just like, hey, I'm a big admirer of yours. Um, I'm from, and he goes, oh, yeah. You were the ones talking to me about Jackson Pollock. Because him <laughs> and Ross got on this whole, like, thing. Uh, it, and, like, you know, just picked it right up. And he patted me on the shoulder and said, call any time, call in the off season. We can do another interview. And he, Jeez. he was phenomenal. Like he, you know, I, I just, and you know uh, how busy these coaches are. He was a guy that so, he, he never made it seem like he was too busy for the littlest people like, like, like you. me. <laughs> yeah. The, the guy that just has the, the drive time radio show in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. And, and he made you feel like you were a national reporter. He's just phenomenal, and it, the whole sport's worse. I, I hope that there's coaches out there that will – they they won't. Everybody's mm-hmm. so buttoned up now. They're so defensive. They're so in their little bubbles. Uh, but Leach, man, he – there's a lot of really um, good stuff to come out of it, but one of my favorite ones, it was Joel Klatt was telling a story on his podcast about Joel was getting ready to do one of Leach's games. And he, he was doing his production meeting, which you, you know well about, where you interview the coaches, right? And Leach called him, and he was driving to work. And in the middle of the production meeting, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, like Leach still wasn't in the office. And he stopped at a Starbucks to order a coffee in the middle of the production meeting. And Clatt was like, it just endeared me to him because it's like, this is a guy who doesn't give a crap about how everybody else does it. He does it his own way. And clearly it worked. Clearly he mm-hmm. wasn't like this, this like slacker, right? Like, he won everywhere. Texas yeah. Tech, he got to number one in the country at one point. Washington State. Remember, they uh, Iowa State had a great season. Washington State beat him in the Alamo Bowl. I think, yeah. they, they, I think they won d- double-digit games that season. And Mississippi State... It was on his way to potentially a nine-win season this year. They just won the Egg Bowl. And it was a guy that he just didn't take his job. I'm trying to think of the right words to say this. For most head coaches at that level, football is your entire life. It's everything. Your family revolves around your football. He had so many other interests he still had time for so many other things, whether it was talking to a, a local radio show or pirates. pirates or just all these different books he was reading. He would, you know, oh, he saw raccoon tracks on his way to work one day. So he's just going to walk and follow those raccoon tracks just to see where this raccoon lives for the hell of it. Yeah. He was curious. He, I, he's just, we use this a lot. One of a kind national treasure. We use those things too much. He actually fit the bill no for doubt. that. No doubt. And we always um, we put these people on a pedestal. And Leach was a, always a good reminder that he's just a person. He's just a guy. Yeah. You know, he just happens to he just happens to coach football, and he was really damn good at it. And then all the Iowa Wesleyan stuff. It's just it's just mm-hmm. legendary. I uh, I did have a book a a book about how Mummy and Leach and how the air raid started i'll i'll share it on our social media because i've referenced it a couple times and it's called the perfect pass but people can check it out and it's if you're if you're interested in this stuff which i am i'm kind of a geek about how all that started it's really good stuff leach wrote a book way back in the day that's out there and i just wonder if we can find any of the jackaroo leach stuff anywhere because i'm telling you man i absolutely (laughs) is when i moved back up here I got a Sirius XM subscription just so I could listen to that show. What do you mean it was when you moved back up here? What what are you talking about? Yeah, so he was doing it. Well, you know what? Never mind. It was when I used to... Back up here? What, what, from Des Moines to Bondurant? Is that... No, because I went down to Shenandoah and was doing radio for three years. When was that? After college. 
Did you really? Yeah. I, I, I you weren't in Des Moines in like 2009. No. No, I was not. Jeez, I just I, t- I thought you went right from Iowa State to uh, no Cyclone I went, Fanatic and I did. Well, I never really quit the Iowa State thing. I was still writing about Iowa State and stuff, but I had a full time job back home at at a radio station down there calling play by play and stuff. Is that where you had Bloom come in and call the Clarinda Academy games? Yeah, that's where that all went down. Yep. Bloom and I lived in this apartment in Shenandoah, Iowa, and then my cousin's husband. He worked at a factory there in town, lived in a closet in our apartment. <laughs> he's probably listening. Shout out to Derek. He drives for FedEx, so I'm sure he's driving around. He's, this is his busy time of year. So he lived in to, your closet? Lived in the closet. Yeah, we had a so big you closet. shared an, an apartment with Bloom? Yeah. How many bedrooms? Two-bedroom apartment, and then Derek okay. slept in the closet. It was a big closet. <laughs> We were paying like 150 Western bucks a Western Iowa. Month rent. I was going to say like that ha- it had to be like $100 a month. Yeah, it was pretty cheap. Split three ways? Yeah. Now, Derek didn't pay as much cuz he lived in the closet. Well, I would hope not. Yeah. And Matt, Matt Matt asks, "Is it Derek from New Sharon?" Fellas. <laughs> I'm back when I lived in Williams and Bloom's closet. <laughs> By the way, right. what what's up with Bloom totally ghosting out that first night we were in That's Vegas? what he does. Bloom just disappears. That's what he does. He, that's his like trademark. He'll just he'll be there and then You boom. were still mad about that <laughs> the next day. Just disappeared. When I saw you. Jeez. He's a he's an interesting Poop. character. And then, how, who, does anyone love slot machines more than the Blooms? No, blooms love the slots. They love the loose slots there at Circa. They played slots for like 10 straight hours. Yeah. Then, the night's finally over. We have our dinner, because we didn't eat dinner. Yeah. We finally ate dinner at 3.30 in the morning. Bloom says, nope, I'm not hungry. I'm going to keep playing slots. <laughs> so, Rumor I'm sitting there eating... Bloom was there playing slots until like 7 o'clock in the morning. Jesus Christ. That's what we were told. He I'm loves eating my pastrami slots. at 3.30 in the morning. Saginaw's, man. Great deli there in Circa, by the way. That's good. Yeah, that is. That's I, I ate there three times, and I was only there for two nights. Good food. <laughs> and Bloom's out there. Just, he's, like a, he's like a zombie. Just, yeah. just pulling that slot. Pulling ching, that slot. Ching. I, I hope he, they didn't lose the... The mortgage out there, because you could do that. Well, you're playing for that long on a slot machine. That's scary. You know what else is scary is this whole bowl schedule. But we're gonna suck it up and we're gonna go fight right through it, baby. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Fairway. We appreciate you sponsoring two guys named Chris. My dad f- was finally able to figure out how to get the show on his TV. Oh, he had good been for watching him. on his phone on Facebook. Yeah. Like, all you him. have to do is open up YouTube. I, I think that that's where the show grows in the next year. It just mm-hmm. seems like there's – and Matt does such a good job of production. I feel like that's kind of the next step here. But, By the way, have you been – okay, do you have, like, poker chips in your hand? Have you been oh, playing you around that? with, like, poker chips I'm the whole show? I'm sitting at the bar. No, it's a Sam Adams and a New Glarus cap. You've been doing that the whole show. <laughs> And the microphone has picked it up. Sorry. Why, did, why are you telling me now as we're signing, signing off? Every time I wanted to bring it up, you were like deep in thought. And I didn't mm-hmm. want to interrupt you. I'm a very deep thinker. All right. Appreciate all you guys listening, watching. We will do for sure one show next week. Hassel's traveling. We'll figure something out. Uh, you're going to be in Iowa on yeah. Monday when we do the show. And then we will figure out the rest. He's going to be in Corning. <laughs> I don't know if their internet's fast enough. <laughs> just kidding um, oh man stop on what, over I'll I will pay you to go and do a selfie at the Adams County Speedway how far is that away from Corning it's in Corning it's downtown Corning it is yes it's like the biggest attraction in the entire city 
I thought the biggest attraction was Bredo's Pizza. Bredo's Pizza, not Bredo. Bredo? Yeah. I thought it was Bredo. Bredo. Are those two different places? No. But that is delicious pizza. You like that? Yeah. For recording. <laughs> recording is pretty good. All right, he's Chris Hassel, uh, Matt Van Winkle, helping us out today. As always, we appreciate it. And uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll have uh, me and Miller will be here either today or tomorrow on the feed. Lots more coming up this week on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa everywhere.